0: Welcome to the Bounty Zero X podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Adam, founder and CEO of Bounty Zero X. Bounty Zero X is a decentralized bounty hunting network powered by the BNTY token. Today is October 10th, 2018. And my guest on this show is Oladapo Ayahi. And I'm also joined by... Jermaine Encarnacion. Oladapo is the founder of Kitty Fight and Jermaine is a marketing specialist. Kitty Fight is a game, is an online game centered around collectible crypto kitties who fight in a competitive matches for economic gains. So we're excited to have you guys onto the podcast. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having us, Angelo.
0: So tell me a little bit about the background. When did you guys decide to start working on Kitty Fight and how did you put the team together and get started working on it?
1: So Kitty Fight came as a result of it came as a result of a, a market response to what was going on with CryptoKitties. We saw that an opportunity to kind of enhance the Lifetime value of customers on the CryptoKitties platform and bring that experience to its logical conclusion by helping its players to gain economically in the way they interact with the platform. So we figured that the project that we were working on prior to that wasn't gaining that much traction at the time because a certain infrastructure wasn't set in place yet. And that project, if you're curious about it, is decentralized poker which we have a demo out for. It didn't get that much traction, so we decided to pivot and to implement something better and quicker to market first, and then in the longer term, return to the previous project that we were working on. So that was our kind of thinking around.
0: So for listeners who aren't familiar with CryptoKitties, maybe you can give them just a brief summary of the concept behind CryptoKitties and how they work.
1: Okay, so CryptoKitties is a collectible platform for cat memes that are digitized by the concept of unique assets on the blockchain essentially the ethereum blockchain ethereum has a means to digitize and to represent unique assets on the chain that can never be copied and they're called nfts or non-fungible tokens and basically you can tokenize anything, you can tokenize any commodity that has a unique representation and in this case CryptoKitties has uh, found a way to tokenize uh, representations of unique cat um designs on the Ethereum blockchain and it just so happens that when you do that you can monetize the scarcity that comes alongside you tokenizing each unique asset. So Essentially people on the crypto platforms are buying each one of these crypto collectibles, trading them, uh, breeding them, and, um, are able to gain monetarily from all these activities.
2: Yeah. And I would just say, um, uh, as a shorter description, they're just, uh, collectible kitties that people breed and then sell and try to make because each one can have unique traits and, and uh, rare traits because of the uh, like genetic type of algorithm that they use. They become more rare and more sought after. So essentially like trading works of art
0: and we've seen that the prices for some of these rare collectible tokens has been quite high so there was uh, i don't know what the market currently is like but i've i've heard of people selling some of these tokens some of these rare crypto kitties for you know six figures
1: yeah <laughs> that was recently one of the um, cats uh, got auctioned for a high a large amount of um Money and it's basically on display in in audit uh, exhibits right now. So uh, we can see that the um, although there is decline in the amount of activity from when the platform first launched, but the long-term uh, functionality of the platform in terms of uh, the value behind Scott's digital assets of the kitties that is um, is still in existence today, and it happens to be uh, one of the top DApps in the uh, cryptocurrency. On the Ethereum platform and the DApp sector.
0: Yeah, you can go on DApp Radar, and there are a few other like uh, websites that track track games and exchanges, collectibles, decentralized marketplaces that are on running on Ethereum. And um, users can see like 24-hour volume. And so, if uh, any listeners out there want to take a look at some of the statistics on. Some decentralized applications running on Ethereum. They can go to some of these websites that track the contract ads, their address and they show, you know, the usage of these uh, decentralized games and platforms.
1: Yeah. Yes, this, this is true. Uh, CryptoKitties uh, has maintained a lot of its um, activity over the long term, although it, it's dropped from its initial um, rise. Several other dashes have come along, but have uh, fallen by the wayside. We believe that the notional value, the value attributed to, the intrinsic value attributed to cat memes on the internet has been transferred to, to what CryptoCadesia has built. In the same way that you have Dogecoin monetizing Doge memes, the same way the value that lies in, in cat memes as internet mainstay has been transferred and that has helped the platform really sustain its its, its viability in the marketplace, especially on all the that tracking platform, so
2: so, we, so we, yeah, go ahead, so I just wanted to chime in real quick, so the value that uh, Ola alluded to earlier that we believe that we're providing to the crypto kitties platform is that you know mm-hmm. now that people have these kitties there, there's not much they can do with them on that platform, you know, so one, we're providing another use for those uh crypto collectible kitties. And secondly, we're also with one of the mechanisms on our platform is will help with the oversupply of the Crypto Kitties that that is kind of occurring because people are breeding these kitties that are not essentially worth much, and they kind of just the Crypto Kitties platform is made to like keep doing that, like breeding kitties and creating all these kitties, and then. At some point, you're going to have an oversupply of them, and not they're not worth anything or not much, at least. And now they can come to this kitty fight platform and actually get use out of them, and not just use out of them, but have the potential to actually earn money, cryptocurrency from it. So it's it's sort of a win win for um, both the users uh, of
0: the CryptoKitties platform and users of the KittyFight platform also. Yeah, so uh, we've laid the framework here for our listeners who aren't familiar with uh, CryptoKitties or Ethereum or Decentralized Apps. So we've kind of given them the background. So now let's jump into CryptoKitties and how that fits into it. So as uh, you mentioned, Encarnacion, that the uh, platforms and the uh, the kitty uh, platform is used by uh, KittyFight. So... It has a number of purposes and it can serve a few different roles. So it deletes and will burn some of the tokens. So it lowers the total supply. And then it also creates like a use case for what the tokens uh, can be used for. So what the CryptoKitties can be used for. So maybe expand on that a little bit. So how does the uh, Kitty Fight fit into the uh, CryptoKitties uh, ecosystem?
1: The Kitty Fight fits into the CryptoKitties platform. By providing the crypto kitties platform another use case for how the cats can be used to interact with each other. Obviously, if you're following the space, you can see that there are different types of projects built on crypto kitties at the moment in the crypto in the kittyverse. It's called. You have uh, kitty hat collectors. You have kitty races. You have kitty battles. All of these add to the to what you can do with your unique assets on the CryptoKitties platform. But as Jumei mentioned, none of these platforms really add more value to the assets you own. So essentially, you cannot earn from those platforms except for maybe kitty races. But what we're trying to do is create a system whereby based on your digital asset from the CryptoKitties platform, you can actually, with a high probability, earn some monetary income by engaging in these visually immersive experiences on our platform. And um, we have several ways to facilitate that. Uh, we can discuss those mechanisms if you want. But uh, one of the ways is, is, is uh, by creating a token economy uh, that utilizes fees and then incentivizes behavior, competitive behavior between players to which they are betting against each other. And in, in crowds, Base dynamics and each side, the winning side gets to kind of win a certain amount of money, and the losing side, unfortunately, do not get compensated for losing. But uh, <laughs> overall, what is, what is, what is. That was, was kind of funny. funny. Yeah. Overall, what this creates is the losing side has a champion, and each time there's a loser, there's a penalty, which kind of locks away the kitty, uh, the collectible, and the. State of non-redemption forever, unless the token economy itself is invoked to use to be used to pay the fees that's required. So it fits into the ecosystem. Back to your question, it fits the ecosystem in ecosystem in terms of and circling back to the response that Jermaine gave initially by providing a way to uh, put a, a limit on the supply of CryptoKitties platform, but also to immensely compensate the players themselves with economic value in the form of uh, tokens that have Utility value within our platform and mm-hmm. also F that they, that is orchestrated to kind of, um, for the users to use the play and then for there to be an, a, a prize for, to be awarded to winners of individual fight sessions.
0: Yeah. So you haven't released yet the, the, I love the, the play on words of the fight paper. We just didn't yeah. play on the white paper. Uh, that's great. And I love just how throughout like the website, you guys have all these, uh, kind of like puns for different roles and like, uh, terms in the ecosystem. Yeah. So when are you guys going to be releasing? When can we expect to learn more about like the dynamics of how the platform works and, and all that?
1: We're actually looking forward to having something else this week. This week is, uh, we've been pretty quiet since the last two weeks. The end of this week is, is something to look forward to and we are planning something. And um yeah, you, you can look forward to more visual, engaging, more visual expectation of what we have to offer and also to read more about it by the end of this week. Yes.
2: So the five paper, end of this week, possibly a demo shortly after.
0: So by the time this uh, podcast is published, it will probably be available on the website. So listeners out there can go to kittyfight.io right now and there's a link there will be a link in the show notes where users can click and be directed to check out the kitty fight page and you guys did a great job with i mean i I think it looks great the animations and the kind of the style because it continues with the kitty fight graphic uh, design language and you know develops it further for this concept of fighting and um and so so maybe you can, I mean, you touched on it in your last response to, to my question, but maybe you can expand a little bit on the the game mechanics. So how the betting takes place or how the fighting takes place and some of the the rules uh, for how a winner is chosen for any given fight and how the matchups are made and some of the dynamics involved with that. All
1: right, that's can fine.
2: I, let, me, let me give like a layman's version and then Ola can come in and just like, Flesh it all out in the technical aspects of it. So, two CryptoKitties token holders come onto the platform and, and schedule a fighting match, and they pay those uh, that fighting match fee in Kitty tokens. Once that is scheduled, they proactively go out and try to get supporters, or people just come to the platform and support whichever side they they choose to support. So. You're building an audience to watch this fight, and then once the scheduled time comes, the match uh, begins, and you know the kitties are fighting based on the algorithms. And what also comes into play is the audience sends in transactions to help their particular fighter to make moves or do certain moves. Well, not certain, but like try to. Get their fighter or champion to do moves that actually can draw down the defenses of the other fighter. While all that is happening, you can see who's sending in F transactions by the background, in the background with the crowd showing cards of how much, who the person is and how much they're sending in for the transaction to, to help their fighter win. And at that point, uh, I, I, I think it's five minutes after the match is over, the winner is chosen, and the line share of the, there's a, we call it a kitty pot, which is basically like a honeypot, and that consists of a certain amount of kitty tokens and, and Ethereum. And the winner gets the line share of that, that honeypot or kitty-nip pot. And the rest gets distributed to the supporters of uh, that champion. And even a smaller percentage go to the um, holders of the organizational token that's behind, you know, this this debt product, Kitty Fight. So with that I'll let Ola like fill in wherever I kind of left out.
1: Okay, so thanks, Jermaine. Uh Jermaine is um I spent a lot of time, that's a good job. I spent a lot of time explaining it to Jermaine, so that he has perfect explanation. And that really helps me kind of understand where I need to explain better. So essentially that's how it works. There's a premise of everything you do on this platform, aside from being the first time user on the platform, you need our token that runs the token economy. There's a set limit of amount of tokens modulated by how expensive the fee, the listing, the fee, various fees in the system gets. We modulate that based on, at first manually, but over time through algorithms. Assuming that you're not a first time user, you come on our platform, your token, there's a listing fee. Uh, both users, the, the, the lister and the challenger, both list their champions up for battle and they go out to recruit their supporters, as Jermaine said. While the fight is scheduled, there is a fund that each um, scheduled fight draws fund that funds the concept of prize pool, which is we call a uh, kitty nip pot, right? A honey pot, which is a lure for participators or supporters because not only are the champions, all the champions of the fight going to win the lion's share, um, they, the supporters also share in participation of the rewards that come from that, from that fund. Okay, so now your fight is scheduled. You have the challenger, you have supporters on each side. Basically, both sides have about two minutes to get the fight started at the scheduled time and five minutes of, of fight time. When the fight starts, each supporting cast on each end, attacking the defenses of the opponents by sending F transactions enabled by the Kitty token. So you need Kitty fight tokens to be able to send these F transactions. And what that does is if you are sending large amounts of F transactions and a certain mechanism, they contribute to the weakening of defenses of the opponent, which is called a DNA scale, which is based on the rarity of your cats, your cat gene from the crypto platform. So that has a direct probabilistic benefit in the, in this, in, in our game. So the fight is going on and both sides are sending in a token enabled F, right? A, a token that's enabling you to send an F to, to fight each opponent. And um, the results in real time, they are disguised and obfuscated, but what is beneficial for the, the timing of the fight is the visual experience is immersive in terms of um, every bet and every supporting action of, of, your, of a site is, is actually reflected in the audience background. Just like if you went to a boxing match and you were raising up a plaque or some kind of banner to support your fighter, right? It, it will be reflected in the audience, and um, you would see, have visual confirmation, and interactive confirmation of support for your own fighter. The last mechanism that kind of contributes to the success of a particular, to why this is going to be successful, or why the success model within the fighting games, is that in into the game itself is built an attrition model, right? So at each one of those fighting sessions, the largest of the last batters actually, sharing an alliance share of the fund, of the pot, of the lure for the fight. So if you're one of the top largest bettors in the game, you actually get to share a bigger share of what is rewarded to the to the rest of the supporters. So imagine having 100 supporters and two of the highest supporters sending more F than the others. They get to share a bigger pot with the winner of the fight, with the main champion of the fight. The other supporters on the winning side also get a share, but they just get a pro rata share based on the claiming of the losing side of the fight so we this system kind of makes sure that large crowd large opposing sides are pitted against each other, and we are kind of experimenting with this crowd dynamic model that's never been done before in this place, and we think that it's we're using a model an attrition model that always works together with um what you would have at poker games, for instance, where you have uh, poker tournaments and, and you have prize pools that people are rushing and buying tickets to be uh, participators in. So essentially, that's how it works. And to talk about the losing side, the losing champion and the losing supporters, they don't get anything, but the losing challenger, fighter, actually has an option to let his crypto collectible kitty be in hell which is just a smart contract that doesn't allow the transferring of that asset anymore or to redeem that kitty out of, um, kitty hell, which is that smart contract I just described. And so that's the, that's the life cycle of the game. There is a fee to redeem the, the kitty out of hell. There is a fee to, li- to list a fight and the challenge of fights. If you're not a first time user, there are ways to get a higher rewards for locking up a certain amount of tokens. Essentially the whole. Finding dynamics is based on creating this less, this very low velocity, the token velocity environment, with a visually immersive experience, auditorily and visually for supporters and the fighters themselves.
0: Yeah, that's great. Thanks for the the in-depth instruction uh, and explanation for how it works. And I'm sure once we have the once we have the white paper published or the the uh, fight paper, we'll have uh, more. Details and we'll be able to dig into it and read all of the, uh, the different dynamics that are at play of the platform. So tell me about the team. Who's working on it? And are you guys all full-time on it? Or how much time have you guys invested and in? how many people are working on it? And where are you guys overall in the development lifecycle?
1: So we are a little over 30 in number. We have a section not all of us are working on, on that specific on Kitty Pines. We have multiple animators and designers and um, some sound engineers, and also smart contract specialists working on different aspects of the game. Like I said, we have a demo coming out very soon. We're looking at the end of this week. In terms of launching the network, we are looking at the end of November. This is our rough estimate. And before that, uh, you know, modulated betas. But even before we can launch the network itself, we need to determine the value, the range of value for the, um, what the value of, of each one of those tokens are. So we can have an idea of how, how to award what quantity, to, how to quantify, you know, the amount of awards that goes to the winners, uh, you know, what is good for a redemption fee in kitty hell and, um, just to have a general idea of the kind of fees and what is not too expensive or what is too much. So in general, we are holding a Dutch auction to kind of, um, figure that out and to raise and also to raise more money for the prize fund in terms of, uh, each, the amount of, uh, money that funds each fight and also to determine the overall value of the network. So right now we are kind of in releasing a little bit of information, starting with the five paper and the demo. And then we're going to go into having moderated, um, beta sessions, seeing how the network works. And then before we are fully comfortable with uh, the results of audits and then rolling out the full network by the end of November. That's kind of a general answer to that. Uh, we cannot give any specific date because we've uh, missed some dates in the past and we don't want to, we can't um, put down a specific date at this moment.
2: I can give you a little bit more background, like us as an organization. This is um, part of, uh, we are building, we're building and also evolving Hopefully into like a decentralized autonomous organization or a DAO. And our DAO is called, uh, SuperDAO. We've been in the space for a quite a while since to 2000. Uh, Would you say 14 or 15?
1: Uh, since SuperDAO was. Well, I put the organization together in 2013, but, um, some of us have been in this space since 2010. Uh, starting with me, basically. Yeah.
2: So this is. Uh, Kitty Fight is just one of multiple products that we plan on putting out. Pokerium was one of the first products that we were uh, working on, a decentralized poker online poker game uh, environment. And we had to since put that on the back burner so that some of the technology could catch up to the ideas that we had for building out uh, the whole decentralized structure of the Pokemon game, and this is when Ola came up with the uh, providing value to the CryptoKitties platform by building uh, Kitty Fight, and yeah, we're very excited about the potential that this this DApp, uh, this decentralized application, can provide uh, value for all the token holders that are involved in both platforms. So yeah, we you know we're just excited and glad to be sharing what we have so far, and can't wait for people to actually see the game dynamics and the the animation in it. It's it's truly, in my opinion, and in our opinion, it's one of it's kind of a first in the blockchain space.
0: Are there is it required to have state channels or? what do you think the limitations are for this kitty fight concepts uh, that are going to be potentially causing technical issues like, do you need like certain block times or ability to post a certain number of transactions and what are like the, uh, like the requirements for for wait times in order to make the the gameplay sufficient for broad adoption,
1: so the um, there there is no requirement of uh, an adjacent technology at this point because we kind of make up for any lags in the visual experience through idling cycles. We have idling cycles in terms of um, when uh, no transactions are being are, are coming in or being confirmed on time. Uh, there are actions that are happening, but that do not count towards the result of the game and so that that kind of simulates that there's still action going on it's just that there's nothing being counted but generally because of the incentive behind the game and because of the attrition model um, you can expect that the first come first serve basis of the game wherein you're trying to get as much transactions in big transactions in um those actions are going to be reflected simultaneously and seemingly in real time so there's no the limitations the limitations would come from us simulating what what you would call an ico right where you have too many transactions in the blockchain on on ethereum blockchain and um then we would have to possibly implement you know some of the uh plasma cash solutions but at this point you know that would be a good problem to have and we know that it, it probably would trend that way, but, um, there are solutions j- just in case that happens that we can deal with them effectively. Great question, by the way.
0: Yeah. Have you looked into state channels or anything like that? Or do you yeah, think, think that would be something you could, would be helpful?
1: Not at this moment. We uh, looked into state channels. Um, state channels is we implemented and we use them for pokerium, which is our decentralized poker project and a little while ago. Um, before we switch our development roadmap, so we we have been looking at it, we have been using it, we've been developing on it, but it's it's not our first option as of right now. But it, it is something that will come into play if if it becomes an issue in terms of confirming transactions, if we overload the network, for instance.
0: Jermaine, what can what are your thoughts overall on the cryptocurrency ecosystem as a whole and maybe comments on the on the gaming portion of the cryptocurrency ecosystem So you have like uh, Pokemon Go which is like a very popular game for mobile phones then you have some of these uh, ethermon and some other types of like digital collectibles like ecomi and there are a lot of different crypto kitty variants. So what are your thoughts? Just do you have any comments overall on Ethereum and our cryptocurrency decentralized gaming?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I do feel like these, these are exciting times to be in kind of gaming space. I feel like the blockchain space could bring a whole new dimension to gaming, the online gaming space in general that, that has not ever been seen. It's kind of already trended that way, you know, like, Gaming is a billion-dollar industry now. Billions, you know. And with blockchain tech, it can now tokenize or digitize these assets and make them tradable. You can trade your value to someone else and literally earn money, per se, and probably provide a living for yourself or, you know, just... Gain monetarily from playing games that you enjoyed playing before. So I think that everyone at this point is trying to reach. Everyone is kind of experimenting with game economics in the in the crypto space to see that that potential billions pouring in to a game or a decentralized application. And I think the game that will The product or game that will end up doing that is one that will give that sense of that user experience that people are kind of used to already in the mainstream, in the mainstream gaming world, and then also providing that monetary incentive to play the game. And once those two things are like met or overcome in the um, blockchain space, then it's going to be a home run, you know, and... Yeah, we're just
0: looking forward to seeing
2: the next big
0: thing. All right. That sounds good. Are there any other topics or uh, any other things you'd like to add or, or cover?
1: Well, to add on to what what uh, Jermaine just said, yeah, we user experience and um, just user experience for onboarding gamers and also the simplicity and the education aspects. That is something that's directly being worked on right now. And um, we, very much believe that it's close to being solved. Um, we have, uh, you know, we have the universal logins um, kind of ideas, and what those do is kind of reduce using apps to what you would have now with um, user emails and password signups, but much more simpler than that with multi-device attestation. So just adding what Jimmy said, once you have, we get to that point, then um, you, you can expect some much easier experience and uh, the growth of this space beyond what we are used to. And then you, you couple that with economies that facilitates value growth based on utility. And um, Pokemon Go would be, would seem so archaic now with the direction in which the, the growth of the industry.
0: And what are you guys using for the login, for the uh, OAuth login? Uh, do you have like a service provider that, that you use for that or are you doing it in-house?
1: Well, we, we, are, we are looking at MetaMask, of course, like every other project and the mobile wallets like Coinbase and um, the others. But we have our eye heavily on the universal login so that we can pivot really quick without losing traction and still have access to the wide audience. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the universal logins idea with the transactions. No,
0: um, maybe you can just go quick a summary of how that works. And we'll drop a link in the description below for how users can or how listeners can uh, read more about uh, universal logins. Are they like a website or are they, are they like a project or is this just like a architecture?
1: Well, this is an architecture, right, that utilizes various different concepts in the Ethereum ecosystem. It utilizes um, ENS domain names, which is um, Ethereum-based domain names. It utilizes um, another concept of workers, conf- confirmers that are in the background submitting transactions to the blockchain, and also tokenomics, right? So basically it allows you to, as a DApp developer, allocate an amount of tokens to any new user and all that user has to do is come to your interface, sign up with a username, and automatically start using the app. And basically, that action is enabled by the automatic uh, submission of the request to confirmers in the background who decide to accept your request based on the amount of tokens you decide to, that they are comfortable with for submitting your transaction to the Ethereum network. Okay, so basically it allows a lot of um action to happen in the background using the DAP platforms token and um, workers in the background that are running nodes and submitting submitting transactions on behalf of the users to the Ethereum network. So it, it's pretty cool. It's developed by one of the Ethereum Foundation developers in with collaboration with other people, Alex Van Dessen, and um it looks like it's going to get rolled out in a couple of months and that would completely change the landscape All and right. uh, remove the difficulty.
2: How does that make it uh, more secure again?
1: Well, the security comes from the fact that you can have a multi device attestation, right? You can actually have another device that serves as a second layer of security confirming your logins to each, each time you log into a DAP basically. And also your device itself. I believe is uh fingerprinted to make sure that that profile is, is can be can be spoofed if people want to read about the um universal logins, there is a really nice medium post and a demo that shows this in action by Alex van Der I can send a link and uh, people can look that up in the show notes
0: yeah there's uh it's e i p ten seventy eight and it's on the you know one of the ethereum improvement proposals. We'll include a link to that, where you just can look into it. All right. So, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure speaking to you, and uh, excited to hear more about the Kitty Fights once it launches in the coming weeks. And uh, we'd love to have the two of you back on to discuss news and updates in the coming weeks or months. And uh, you're always welcome to come back on and talk a little bit about the projects that you're working on and. And uh, we wish you the best of luck on Kitty Fights and uh, the SuperDAO and Pokerium as well. Thank you very much. Yes, my guest on the show today has been Oladapo Ajayi, founder of Kitty Fights and Jermaine Encarnacion, uh, marketing specialist. Thanks for joining us today and uh, look forward to speaking to you soon.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bounty Zero X podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast below. Check out BountyZeroX.io, the number one bounty hunting platform where you can complete work and earn cryptocurrency. Please consult your professional financial investment and tax advisors before making any investment in initial coin offerings. Bounty Zero X does not provide investment or financial advice and does not endorse or recommend investment in any ICOs advertised on the Bounty Zero X podcast or website.